Assalamualaikum and thank you so much for tuning in to the Slam Dunk Show. I'm your host, Tariq Ibrahim, and we are at the most amazing half hour on your Monday afternoon. Uh, right here, every single Monday at 4 p.m., we broadcast live from the basement in CJAM. And we have an absolutely incredible show for you today. And as we try and do every week, we're trying to have something that's uh, not just inciting, I would say, but also something that, you know, really gets you going, really makes you think, really makes you sit down and reflect. So what we have here for you today is something of, you know, you'll be able to brag about, tell your friends about, sit at the dinner table, and then just start going with your friends and telling them, oh, did you hear this today? So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you something to talk about. So what we have for you today is a really, really nice topic. Now, what most people constantly uh, perhaps attack Islam for or, or uh, you know, criticize Islam for is that there's a claim, there's a claim out there that is, is trying to be perpetrated that many people even believe and that is that the, the Quran is a violent text, right? That the, the, the holy book, the Quran is extremely violent, extremely, you know, bloody and gruesome and blah, 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 blah. So rather than telling everybody it's not, Today we're going to spend some time and really just dig right into it. So to all the people that believe this, to all the people that have been convinced that the Quran is in fact a violent text, this episode is for you. So I'm not going to, to start off by to, to accuse people of, of anything about Islam. Now, most of people... Grown up, Muslim families attend a Muslim Sunday school perhaps. Maybe you've gone to, to Muslim camps. And, you know, there's, there's, there's drills at these things and you experience a lot of, uh, you know, special moments and things like that. And I, I know that I will not accuse anybody here listening today or, or sharing this of being sympathetic to, to bigotry or hatred. Right, we, 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 we know these are very negative things for society, for all human beings, and, and we really don't want to condone any sort of bigotry or hatred at all. Now, despite all that, there are people that really wish to prove to the world how evil and, and barbaric Islam is. So I'm sure that when a person of this nature, you're in line in an airport and you get pulled over for a minor traffic violation or open an account at a bank, you are wholly identified as an other, right? And your Muslim name doesn't help you in the least way, right? And, and I can understand certain people having that feeling. Certain people saying, well, it's because I'm a Muslim, so forth and so on. So we don't want to continue on, on that path. And a lot of people will do their best to convince you otherwise, unfortunately. But 
Today, I wanted to make a special announcement that the, the pledge drive will be commencing on October 28th. So what's always advantageous for us is that since our show is on Monday, we kind of have like one extra week to get everybody hyped up and ready for the pledge drive. So CJAM is a, you know, it's, it's a nonprofit, campus-based community radio station. And the capacities are, are, are extremely limited for us. So every year we, we reach out to all of our listeners and we ask them to make a contribution. So being that this is such a capital intensive, um, you know, adventure, the, the entire radio business, it's, it's very difficult for us. And, and, and we do reach out to all of our listeners and to, to allow you guys and ask you guys to, to help us. So the main point that we need to get is that it's very, very important to pledge. And we have many different ways that you'll be able to. And we are asked as a radio show to get a bare minimum of uh, 300 bucks per show. Uh, I don't believe that should be a challenge for the listeners of this Slam Dunk show. I know we are a very generous group and we all are, are, are very happy to give and donate money to, to a good cause. And what better cause can there be than the Slam Dunk Show? And I know it might turn a bit egotistical, but let's be honest here. The Slam Dunk Show is an absolutely incredible show with an absolutely amazing host. And like I've said many times, this is the best half an hour you're going to get on a Monday morning, especially on a Monday. I was speaking to a couple of people today and they're like, well, I had to ask them, how are you guys doing? And the response I would get at least three times today, oddly enough, was, well, you know, it's Monday. How good can it get? So with that being said, it's Monday. It's the Slam Dunk Show. This is your, this is your time to enjoy life. This is your joy time to unwind with me, Tariq Ibrahim. And we are going to have an absolutely amazing time with you guys today. So what I've prepared... Um, it's a nice, nice episode, I would say. Uh, it's it's an amazing show, without a doubt. But what I wanted to 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 speak to you guys about is, without a doubt, a a nice, nice, friendly topic, a topic that um, many people, I would say, uh, question, many people contemplate, and with that. I wanted to to say that you know the the reality that we face the reality of the the human being is always very unique right everybody has their own struggle everybody has their own life everybody has their own uh Everything really, like every, we're a very independent society, or at least that's how society tries to make us out to feel that we don't need anything. We are independent men and independent women, and we don't need nothing from nobody. And you know, we can we can debate that all day and night. To be honest, like uh, I, me personally, I don't really believe that there is such a thing as an independent man you know, or an independent woman. You can you can survive independently, but emotionally and mentally and socially, 
that's that's going to come at a cost. But like I said, like I said, I don't want to go into that too deep. What I wanted to talk today to you guys about is 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 a real struggle, a real real struggle, and and we can come across this uh, with a friend or a relative and somebody we would consider, you know, I'd say you know fairly religious. You would say. And you would think that they're engaging behavior that seems shocking or out of character. And you may meet them on the street one day and see them dressed in a way you never would have imagined. And when they were once proud to, to be physically identifiable as a Muslim, they share pictures with you showing them in places they never should have been. Or open signs of relationships that are far beyond the bounds of what is acceptable within Islam. Once a a regular at the mosque, they seem to have broken away from the community entirely and want no part whatsoever with it. And in your most recent interactions and conversations, their opinion seems so off point from the usual perspective that it leaves you troubled and worried. So, what happened? Right? Somebody that you used to know, that you would rely on, that you could count on, that was always going to be there at the mosque or in the university and was there to, to lend a helping hand, goes a different route. And you wonder that they were so different just a short while ago that not, not too long ago, you remember that this guy was so religious and you think that they come from such an amazing upbringing. Their parents are just unbelievable and they know a lot. These guys know Islam back and front and they had such good friends and incredible teachers. How could this happen? How could this have happened? In our dealings with other people, the shocking or out-of-character behavior we notice may actually be the final step in a journey that has begun actually a very long time ago. And the reality is for some, they may have been actual signs that have been neglected. A spirituality that has been starved or a mind that has been overwhelmed with doubts and questions that has not found the illumination that it so desperately needed. At one time in the past, such a person may have been deeply motivated. They may have been inspired and felt strong in their faith and moved to practice it. But without proper nourishment... This feeling diminished, while others, those harmful and negatives, developed very strong roots. And this struggle of remaining on the path of religious practice and being constant and steady on it is one that is often overlooked and that has its own unique challenges and obstacles. Last week, Friday, I had the opportunity to be at the one of the masjids here in the city. 
and uh, a brother had embraced Islam. And I've always wanted to know, you know, what's it like to make that first step that you go in front of the congregation and 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 you testify your faith. You know, you 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 let the world know that you are a Muslim. And for for other religions, there are different ways to become uh, you know part of that faith. Uh, for Islam, just as a I guess a educational thing, for a Muslim, all you got to do is is say the 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 testament of faith, if you will, that I bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except God or Allah, and that Muhammad sallallahu is his final uh, prophet and messenger. You say that in front of a crowd. You know that, that, or even with a witness at a bare minimum. As long as there's a witness that's seen you say it, that's all it takes to be a Muslim. It's a very, very, very simple thing. So what I've always wondered is when this this individual becomes a Muslim, I always often wonder and asks that are they spiritually or psychologically vulnerable? And that's always been a question. Now. When you begin this new journey, this new faith, there is 100% the necessity for support, for inspiration, for encouragement. But once they have taken the initial few steps towards practicing Islam, we then begin to neglect these needs. And there is an assumption that once someone is quote-unquote on the path, that he or she has no real support or spiritual nourishment as they once did before. That they're all good. That's it. You're, you're, you're on the path and you're fine. What's troubling is that even if you're, you're, you're walking on the road and you just close your eyes, you're bound to go off route. You're bound to swing off the sidewalk. So what do you do? It's a real struggle. It's a real struggle. For, for new Muslims, for Muslims right now, for people trying to stay connected, it's a struggle. And one of the, the most beautiful and often repeated prayers of the Prophet Sallallahu uh, that he said was, uh, hold on, let me try to remember. Ya muqallib al-kuloob Right? O turn of the hearts, make our hearts firm on your faith. Right? And that is really so important to understand. Because in this world where people believe they're independent, one should realize that there is an undeniable dependency one would have on their creator. No matter how you slice it, you have no ability to control your breathing. You have no ability to control your heart pumping. So what causes that heart to pump? What causes that heart to stop pumping? What causes your eyes to see? What causes your eyes to stop seeing? And how do these things happen so suddenly? And I'll tell you, most times people always say that, you know, 
you know, science without a doubt is a, is a real thing. Like, uh, I don't want to sound in any way that, you know, science doesn't explain everything, right? Science explains a ton of stuff. But when one day you can see and you wake up the next day and you can't see. I know science can say, well, this didn't work anymore. That doesn't work anymore. But why? Why did that stop working? What caused that thing to stop working? It was good the other day. The person next to you, the person, your mom, your dad, everybody else, they're still seeing. Everyone else in the world is still seeing. But you woke up blind. You woke up blind. So, there's something else, right? And I'm, I'm not going to the, the, the proofs and the, the science of, of proving the existence of a creator. That's not the thing. But we are constantly in need of this creator. We are constantly in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's why it's good to ask for these, for these prayers. O turner of hearts, make our hearts firm on your faith. Because on our own, we can't do it. And, and, and people need to know that. As a human being, you're pretty pathetic and weak. I want to just give you a, a nice simple example, Zach. People go on diets all the time. And very seldomly are people able to maintain these habits. Think of all the New Year resolutions you made. Think of all the quote-unquote goals you've made in your life. And how many of them were you actually able to maintain? So, you need help in everything. In everything. So, it's very hard to, to remain steadfast. That's why the Prophet would often pray for our hearts to remain firm, constant, and steadfast in this religion. In the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha, which is the first chapter in the Quran, which we are asked as Muslims to say repeatedly throughout the day in our prayers, we see a similar emphasis on steadfastness, right? In the, in the translation it says, we beseech Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every time we recite this blessed chapter from the Quran to guide us to the straight path. Right, verses six to seven, to guide us to the straight path. Right, to guide us. Every time you pray, you're asking for guidance. And although you're already a Muslim, right? That's that's why you're praying. You're praying because you're a Muslim. But we can't take it for granted. You and your faith have nothing to do with you. To be steadfast and continuous, it's something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed you to do. I know it's a very uh, philosophical concept, but think about it. You and your friends used to hang out. You and your friends used to pray. You and your friends used to go to the mosque. You and your friends used to go to Tim Hortons. All very similar backgrounds. Then suddenly one day they're not there anymore. They're alive, but they're just not there anymore. You can very much argue that all the same outside influences that would affect you affected him. And you can argue that you guys were best friends, so whatever you did, he did. But then what happened? 
Then what happened? So, in a prophetic tradition narrated in Imam Nawawi's 40 hadith, the Prophet ﷺ advised one of his companions and say, I believe in Allah and then remain steadfast. And many scholars have described this tradition as succinct, yet comprehensive, and have further stated that it is the second part that is truly the hardest part, remaining upright, steadfast, and constant in one's faith and good deeds continuously throughout one's life. And then from, from these and many other texts and teachings of our faith, we see that the heart and mind of a believer is in constant need of illumination and inspiration, love, support, education, nourishment to stay on this good path. And you have to acknowledge this need in our own selves as well as those around us. So with that giant boulder that you carry, right? That giant weight. How do you how do you go forward? How do you do it? So not to sound like a you know, it's a magical pill. And there's these couple of steps and if you do this you're all set. But I think really there needs to be some understanding of your ability. And that's how I would start off that you right now have to come to the realization or to the conclusion that you are who you are and you are the way you are because that's how Allah has chosen you to be right now. It's not because of you. You're not so smart. You're not so good looking. You're not so intelligent. You're not so wise. God has blessed you with something for now and he can take it away from you later. And that's the scary thing. You could look at this example in anything. Whether it's uh, looking at rappers, right? Looking at singers, looking at movie stars, looking at religious people. People are blessed for a while. And they become convinced it's them. Oh, if you want to go with the example of a rapper, oh, I'm the greatest lyricist around. How could I not be the best rapper? And then five years later, he's gone. It's very rare to see... Uh, a successful artist lasts for more than a couple of years. And I think that ultimately what you got to look at in any example is that constant tutelage, that constant mentoring, that constant realizing that you can't do it by yourself, that you need help, you need a community, you need people around you. So what I would suggest for yourself, most importantly, is to supplicate. To constantly ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance and for steadfastness. Feed your soul. Feed it. Give it what it needs. And ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for steadfastness of the heart. And to seek refuge in Allah from being tested in faith. But constantly go there. 
and ask. And, and don't think that when you do something, when you pray or you fast or you give charity, that's because you're such a great human being. A lot of people start off or become great human beings and become lousy afterwards. So maintain a daily diet of time in which you use to connect to Allah. Whether you want to call it meditating, whether you want to call it, you know, uh, reflections or pondering, whatever it is, it's irrelevant. But give yourself time to connect. Give yourself time to be alone, to, to ponder and to count your blessings and lower yourself and be humble. We're living in a society right now and maybe we've been living in it for a while, to be perfectly honest, where, where being humble is looked at as, as a, you know, not a positive trait, to be honest. This world that you're living in right now, let me tell you, humbleness doesn't get you far. Egotistical, arrogant, obnoxious, somehow these are things that society endorses to a certain extent. So if you see someone you consider religious slip into a sin, this is a heavy moment for deep looking and self-accounting. Realize that others who have studied more, worship more intensely, and were more active than you have fallen into these errors. And nothing guarantees that you won't fall into these steps. When you see others slip... And they're slipping in front of you. That means it's already become a big issue. Because now they're slipping in front of people. Most likely they've already slipped privately. So the public slip is a big slip. It's not that you're, you know, you're his best friend and he... No, he's... They have already gone through a lot to get to where they're at right now. So take the time to, to look at that and realize that the action they have has deeper roots it's not what you see that's the problem. It's what you don't see is where you need to be concerned. And you have to deal with the person from a general position. Back up. Love this brother. Love this sister. Be concerned. And don't judge. God. Judging. Right? Who on earth can actually judge a person? Who are you? Oh... Man, be the doctor seeking to help the person overcome their illness and become well again and not a judge seeking to punish them. And if you can't be the doctor, be the nurse. And if you can't be the nurse, be the paramedic. And if you can't be the paramedic, be the person to hold their hand and tell them it's okay. We'll get through this together. But be there. Be there and avoid at all costs passive aggressiveness. Address the person directly, directly, but kindly, politely, right? Don't just write a post on Facebook and, you know, say, you know, don't be a loser. Ultimately, don't be a loser. If you are not the right person to speak to them about this issue, then find someone who is and keep quiet. Don't spread, you know, this guy's dirty laundry, this girl's dirty laundry. You saw something, 
find the right and best way to deal with it. But don't be a, a gossip queen or king for that matter. I, you know what? Men, I think, in general, gossip a little bit way more than women do, to be perfectly honest. So stay away from any gossip or discussion of such a person or the behavior, even if you think it's quote-unquote being concerned. Real efforts to help a person change are not done in large groups with a gossipy tone. So that's all the time we have for today. I thank you so much for tuning into this Slam Dunk Show. We're here every single Monday at 4 o'clock to 4.30. And today we were talking about being supportive to people in your community that you think have, have been a little bit misguided or extremely misguided to help out. That's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, next week is Pledge Drive. We're going to be on Facebook. And I wouldn't, don't want to say we're spamming, but we are beginning to ask for your contributions. We got a goal of 300 bucks. Let's make it 400 and show how generous the listeners of the Slam Dunk Show are. Subhanak wa bahamdika sharawna ilaha ilant. Wa nasafuruka wa tubu laik wa nasal in the nasanafikhos. Illadina amnu wa amnu salihat. Wa tawasibul haq wa tawasibul sabr. Wa assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.